So again, what's going on you guys here at All Things Heat? I'm going to be talking about mainly two specific players of who I think are going to have to take a real step up to, to you know, make sure that the Heat play better than expected. And that's going to be bang on a buy on Tyler Hero. Maybe Duncan Robinson to an extent. But I think these two have to have gaps to fill. Hero in terms of being the best offensive player on the bench, he's going to have more shots, more opportunities. So he's going to have to be more efficient, be a better playmaker because there's not going to be a lot of guys in the second unit who are going who are gonna to create their own shots like Tyler does. Hopefully Gabe Vincent can help because last season he took some, he had erratic shot selection, not good shots and he is basically like, let's just say, a shooter who can't shoot. Like, he was advertised as a shooter. I still remember that Clipper game where he had that good stretch in the second quarter, but he wasn't the guy who needed, who we needed this season. We signed him to, uh, basically, he's our bench point guard and I'm scouting our heat. No one likes Gabe Vincent. Yeah, that's the perks and cons. KZ Okpala, same thing. Now that people want depth behind Jimmy at the wing to step up, they look to KZ. He hasn't progressed offensively. He doesn't. He has looked bad offensively in terms of other players on the team like Yurt7 and Struz and like Dijon Giroux. Basically, most players on the team, maybe even a Marcus Garrett, who's, who's basically, who was basically like. He stole the ball so much more times and I, I didn't watch Summer League so much. So, I'll give give my opinion based on what I've seen from our Heat, which is basically the subreddit of the Miami Heat and its fans on Reddit. You can just go search r slash heat. You can go to RNBA, just go about and see other communities, team communities, if you're a fan, if you're listening to this podcast, by the way. So, either way, so I didn't get to watch Summer League time zones. Uh, sleep schedules, this and that, conflicting, so not really the most preferred time to watch because I also, I need my sleep, so I guess that's that, so otherwise, kind of like Bam and Hero, they, I think they are the two biggest players who need to take a step up as I said, bam, you have Kyle Lowry right now. Goran Dragic is a playmaker. He's not the pull-up shooter Kyle Lowry is. I mean, you see, Kyle Lowry takes 4.1 pull-up attempts from 36. He's a pretty good pull-up shooter, by the way. If you if you don't see the phrase from our Toronto Raptors that I've uh, that uh, some users, including me, have been been using in this. Ah, he thinks something related to Kyle Lowry ain't a fucking bitch, bitch. So, if you want to see that, you can see the whole phrase. It's a kind of, you can say it's kind of funny. It's a meme. So, take that for what you will. So, my point here is, Bam and Tyler are going to be the guys who have to come up big. Bam, he didn't look the best of himself when it came to the series against the Bucks. Very timid. He kind of bobbles the ball every time. We gotta catch the ball and be firm with it and go up and dunk it. And you gotta you gotta score over smaller players, something which he wasn't really good at last season. He's gotta also do a better job at um, creating his own shot. 
His unassisted mid-range percentage is not good. It's around, it's hovering around the low 30s. Um, so you should get better at creating the zone shot. Obviously, Lowry is going to give you better opportunities, but he's got to also start creating offense from the elbow for himself. When it comes to the end of the shot clock, drive the ball, uh, um, finish and score over mismatches, and create offense for himself and his teammates. So if he becomes a better offensive threat, it opens up opportunities for himself. If he's doubled, he can become a better playmaker. Because Bam as of right now is a great passer because you can see his bounce passes and he always, he's a good, he can find cutters. He can find cutters pretty good. But he's got to do a better job at attracting defenders. You see like Jokic, a guy like Jokic, he can score over players. So he's such a good scorer. He attracts doubles and he's a good, he's one of the, he's probably one of the better playmakers in the NBA. He's the best playmaker out of all, almost every big man. It's like unique, vocally, unquestionably a fact. Because the way he just, attracts defenders he the primary example of this is the first round series against um, Portland he got uh, Nurkic in foul trouble and uh, he basically got past the first round against an okay a good Portland Trailblazer team with his backward being Compasso and Rivers granted they were they shot way better than they did in the Sun series that was not good to look at to be honest with you so just as I was telling, right, and Bam, as I outlined it already from Bam, so basically TLDR, basically this, create better offense from the elbow, score over mismatches and drive the ball a little bit more, draw fouls. He's a good enough free throw shooter to convert free throws. Though towards late in the season, he kind of had a, a thing where he missed both free throws at least like once. I remember the Timberwolves game and then kind of, you can say I even remember the Celtics game, but I don't know whether that was. But one time I just saw Bam just abusing Grant Williams down the right block and score on a hook shot that is kind of what i like to see more from bam when possessions are low and he's in the on the block just pound the ball against the defender and score on the hook i never see bam use a hook shot that can do wonders when above when going above and finishing you saw deandre ayton in the playoffs he used the hook shot against smaller defenders he can finish over them Granted, 8 and 7 feet and Bam 6, 9. But whenever you get mismatches like, like small point guards, just go up and dunk. Or just create your shot and just elevate over them. He's got to do a better job at that. And driving the ball. Driving the ball, Bam, he was 200th in drives per game in the playoffs. Like, Jimmy was, even in spite Jimmy, you can say bad performances, he was fifth in drives per game in the playoffs. He's still applying rim pressure. Yes, his jump shot's kind of a flaw. Flaw isn't, flaw understates how bad he was in the playoffs. But more on that, because Jimmy was our best player. Without Jimmy, we probably aren't in the playoffs. I mean, that's how bad we were without Jimmy. Like, we were losing games, and I remember the Sacramento game, he... He was the guy. 
he is basically the de facto playmaker on the team with he creates so much more rim pressure opponents actually respect it and those sling passes that he does kind of creates so much more opportunities kind of like bam but if he attracts more defenders on the move he can create opportunities for others more efficient opportunities for others and in terms of Tyler you see Dragic has gone, none has gone. So basically, they're both more scorers of a playmakers. Dragic is a more better playmaker than Kendrick Nunn is because Kendrick Nunn's a scorer first, scorer second kind of guy. It's true. He's scorer first, scorer second. That's what we needed him for because he wasn't expected to be a point guard. Sometimes he's expected to bring the ball up the floor, but he wasn't expected to be a point guard in the truest sense of a point guard. No, no, no. That, that went to Jimmy. That responsibility went to Jimmy. Like, hopefully, you have Kyle, you focus more about Jimmy's on the scoring side of the ball. Now that you have, like, a, a true point guard who can create... Um, opportunities for himself and for others not to say Goran isn't but Goran's so much more for himself than for others than Kyle Lowry is because Kyle Lowry has more range than Goran Dragic does he's also a better defender than Goran Dragic is and absolutely I love Goran I wish him the best just saying this was a deal that we desperately needed you never know how he kind of looked really bad in that Phoenix game in on in April. He couldn't get anything to go down. He could, he was a non-factor in that game. Kind of encapsulates how let's just say not bad, but he couldn't help it either. So so absolutely all love for Goran, but he we needed Kyle in a way. So. And Tyler, as is encapsulated right here, he has the most opportunities on the bench to score. Hopefully, he becomes more efficient than he was last season. More confident than he was last season because he was just going through a lot of stuff personally and in terms of injuries. He was in and out of the lineup last season. The neck injury affected him, neck, the ankle. He really needed a, a break in the off-season. So did everyone on the team. Seeing how badly they were swept in that series against the Milwaukee Bucks. It wasn't really close. The Bucks shot horribly from the three-point line in, in, the, in game one. Okay. Then they did what they did and they just blew the heat out. 34 points, 29 points and then 17 points. So... Vegas predicted heat to be under um, heat to be 48 and 34 and uh, I think the, I think the heat will finish just a little bit over I think they'll finish 51 and 31 so I think they'll finish a little bit higher than they do but again it comes down to injuries the depth has become so much more worse and older and we need, really need the starters to be more healthy, more productive and more efficient at their scoring and be more defensive-minded. As I said, this squad is a defensive-minded squad. So, helping bid on defense, get out and transition for some easy baskets, that can help. And on the half court, you're going to have to rely on kind of Robinson creating space. 
Tucker knocking down corner shots when he needs it, when we need it, because he's gonna be largely ignored in terms of spacing. So he needs to knock down some of those corner threes. Duncan Robinson spacing and Kyle Lowry spacing being key here for Bam and Butler to operate from inside the three-point line. So hopefully become more more scoring oriented because now you have Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup to handle the ball. This will help Jimmy as far as it goes in terms of not having to handle the ball. So, so it's not just kind of like a Bam and Hero episode where I'm just delving into the team's roles, but it's going to come down to them both, in my opinion. Tyler needs to step up or a bench is going to be... We need, we need offensive punch on the bench. Tyler's the source. He needs to be more efficient scoring-wise. He needs to be a better playmaker when it comes to that. So obviously the scoring will help the playmaking because playmaking is more towards scoring and offensive gravity. And defensively, as I said, the squad's a bit older. So hopefully, and more defensive-minded. So hopefully, as I outlined, they get out and transition, get easier baskets. And half-court execution is going to be a problem. But I I trust this group to get its work done. I think they'll finish third or fourth in the regular season. Um, I think number one is going to be Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Or um, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. So probably third, fourth or fifth. I see where this team finishing in a group of Atlanta, Philly and the Heat. So hopefully, the, I think the Heat will finish number three or four. I think the Heat will finish number three or four in regular season with a record of 51 and 31. I see Brooklyn kind of finishing with like a 58 wins. And Atlanta, as far as it goes, they were really impacted health-wise. I see regular season-wise record getting better. Philly, kind of like the same thing. But they'll be they'll not be the best team in the East barring injuries. So So yeah, that's it guys. So just outline the team's roles and who needs to step up. I'll be back in a future episode. So that's it guys. I'll see you all next time.